Nader got to take the keys to my truck. Hit the shark cause I'm faded. Honey's in the streets, say money, yo, we made it. It feels so good in my hood tonight. The summertime skirts and my guys ain't coming I know I wasn't the only one jamming to Montel Williams. Montel Williams? Montel Jordan. Sorry. Montel Williams is a host, TV host, TV personality. Montel Jordan is the rapper, singer, songwriter. Anyway, this is how we do it. Good morning. Happy Monday. Oh, it's going to rain in the elm. It's dreary. Get used to it, people. Today is that day. But the last couple of days have been really, really, really nice. We've had a good streak of good weather. Beautiful. Good morning. If you tuned in, it's around 9 o'clock. You got me, Babs Rose Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm so glad you tuned in. Whether you're like uh, Joanne Scully getting in your car and racing to work. <laughs> I know Joanne's like, when she sees me, she's going to be like, he stop calling my name out. <laughs> Happy anniversary to uh, Malik and uh, Nico, and happy birthday to Niall, and uh, welcome to New Haven, Dad, her dad, who is quite good looking, I must say. Welcome to New Haven. Uh, Let's see. The Elm City Lit Fest was lit. Had a good time Saturday. The weather could not have been more perfect. And I'll tell you what the highlights were. I love that they had a stage outside. There were outside performances because I never went inside to catch a workshop. And my intent, well, my intentions was to catch all the workshops. But the weather was just supremely wonderful that I stayed outside and watched all the performers. You know, the singing, the spoken word. I stayed outside and watched all that. Um, but I, when I did go inside, uh, I saw uh, Karen um, doing all the art character work she's so talented she did a wonderful character of uh uh ife but uh she is um she is commissioned to do my portrait on my birthday so she's working on she's doing my portrait i'm excited because you know 60 uh and then the other hit was the poet i mean the uh puppet maker oh lord i guess he had a couple of sessions in each session it was just children hanging on his every word <laughs> he was such a hit and then and then the young mr isaac um bloodworth was fanboying 
because he is in the space with another black puppeteer. I think there was like three of them that yesterday Saturday. So it was really, really, uh, it was a really nice thing to see. And uh, all the vendors, I bought way too many books, which I don't even, if that's a thing, I don't even know if it's a thing. So, uh, so I bought books uh, from BAM books and I had already bought books from Lauren and I mean, it was a great, it was a beautiful day. It was a wonderful day for community. Uh, the food trucks were good. I had Jamaican food. Although I needed to, I I really should have went from um, Beyond Salt. I should have went there <laughs> because somebody had the salmon and it looked so, so, so good. But I didn't get that. I just had a hankering for some Caribbean food. So that's what I got. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, so yeah, so I, I had class on Saturday. Let me back this thing up. That way, that way I'm very clear. I can talk credibly about what I did. Um, I don't think we did anything Friday night. I don't, I don't, I didn't recall going anywhere Friday night, but I could be really, really wrong. Saturday went to my uh, law school Academy stuff. Got out of there a little after 12, made my way to Elm City Lit Fest. I stayed there all day, all day. And uh, it was great. I saw Eric Clemens. Of course, I saw Henry Fernandez because he runs Leap over there. Uh, I saw a lot of people. I saw Burl Bailey, who I had seen in a, a very long time. Um, so it was really nice to see her uh, to catch up a little bit. Um, I saw a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while, that they were there just, you know, peddling their books and uh, and their wares and their jewelry and all of that kind of stuff. So it was a nice, it was a nice little uh indoor vibe um and then i was uh uh so yeah so so that was saturday and then we all gathered over at ephase for like a little celebration after party which was nice drank some good liquor oh lord have mercies mercy have moses too but have mercy so we drank some good liquor that was great wasn't a terribly late night uh got up sunday was chill was a very chill sunday um ife and uh, her cousin Dwayne brought me some donuts from meals because meals makes vegan donuts glazed and they are fabulous like you don't even know that they're not vegan you won't even know and they have a huge selection of donuts like they do boston creek I and mean, they do all the things that are vegan and you don't even know you just think if you go in there and just buy those donuts you wouldn't even know they were vegan donuts you was like oh just donuts um so yeah then we went to the symphony to the afternoon symphony we went to see joel thompson um debut um his piece inspired by james baldwin so we went to see that um and it was fantastic. And it was a wonderful, um, it was a wonderful afternoon of music. And uh, uh, Joe Thompson did the, uh, did the oration over his own composition. And uh, it was just beautiful. So we, we were there for that. And uh, let's see, I want to, I want to, 
call it what it is. Um, I'm, let me pull it up real quick. And then um, uh, we stayed for the talk back that was hosted by uh, Dr. Siobhan uh, Carter. Uh, and uh, and that was such a good conversation. And, uh, and I got to meet um, Alistair's husband, who I had not met before all this time. I've not met him. So it was nice to have him because um, he lives in San Francisco. They live in San Francisco. So it was really nice to sort of have him in the space. And uh, uh, Awaken the Sleeper. And, uh, and uh, Joe Thompson is the uh, composer in residence of the New Haven Symphony. And he's also the uh, uh, composer in symphony re- residence at, I want to say Houston. Houston too. And, uh, but it was just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, afternoon of music. And even though the music was rooted in social justice reflection, the second piece too, which was a Russian piece about the beginning of the Russian revolution, uh, it all worked and fit. And uh, it was just... uh, uh, so it was Joel Thompson to awaken the sleeper that it's New England premiere, and then the Dmitri uh, Shostakovich uh, Symphony Number no. Eleven, the year nineteen oh five, and it was such a wonderful story. I love that Alistair Neal, Maestro Alistair Neal, sort of walked us through what we will be hearing and and how this music is the story. It was just amazing, and to have Joel. Uh, Recite Baldwin pieces over his piece was really something. And I love that the symphony had uh, these partnerships that I I need more organizations to have these kinds of partnerships. Like they partnered with BAM Book. And if y'all know Nize, um, she is a mobile bookseller. You could go online and uh, order her books and she'll bring them to you. Like she'll drive to your house, put them in your mailbox or leave him at your door or whatever. And I'm such a fangirl of her, such a fangirl. But anyway, she was there selling, she had all the Baldwin books. Like all of them. Like every last one of them. And people were buying them. And it was, it was nice because if you've not read Baldwin, this was your opportunity to immerse yourself. It's your opportunity. So she was selling them and t-shirts, Baldwin t-shirts. So it was really, it was a really nice, it was a really nice event. Um, it was, it was just, it was not, it was better than nice. And then to have Siobhan Carter in conversation with um, Joel Thompson. And, you know, it's like two intellects, right? Like, cause he, he, he is a real, he is of that vein, a public intellectual and she definitely is a public intellectual. And uh, and to see them to talk, you know, talk that highbrow talk, man, I was just sitting there like, this is so good. I, I felt like somebody needed to bring me a cocktail so I could be fully, I mean, there was wine, but I didn't want to go across the hall, ro- room all the way across the room to go get some because I was so enamored of the conversation. And it was just such a rich conversation. And I, I will say this, there have been rich conversations with Joel for the last several days. 
I believe it start. I believe I kicked it off with the conversation I had with him and Alistair on, on, on my set. And then he had a wonderful conversation with Juanita Austin at Elm City Lit Fest, which I missed, but I knew it was going to be fabulous. As I said, I was sitting outside and I didn't, <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not want to leave outside because it felt so good and I didn't want to go inside. But I knew that the conversation was going to be rich because Juanita is a curator of artistic expression. So I knew she would handle him and he would be so uh, giving to her, um, his brain trust. So, no, it didn't start with me. It started with um, um, Joe having a conversation with Clifton Graves uh, that the New Haven Symphony did at uh, the Stetson Library inside the Q House, at, at the Q House. And, uh, and so they began that conversation. So Joe, so with each conversation, you know, we're getting immersed in the James Baldwin experience. And I mean, that's, I love the richness of that. Like James Baldwin deserves all our attention like that. Like not just one conversation, but like eight conversations. <laughs> and everybody, everybody sharing a Baldwin uh, uh, thought. You know, everybody sharing uh, a Baldwin interpretation. Everybody like moving through Baldwin like he is like so relevant because he is. So I just, I just enjoyed all, all of it. It was such a good look. And let me, and I will tell you this. I noticed New Haven Symphony Orchestra that there was a lot of people of color at that symphony yesterday. And I saw a lot of people with their children. And it was nice. Now there are some people who go to the who go to this stuff and don't know how to don't know how to be in the space. <laughs> well, that's all right, because the more they come, the more they learn how to be in that space. You know, and, and, and by space I mean something other than uh a Tyler Perry play or uh, something other than talk back, something other than uh you know, you have to sit and be with this music. And it was wonderful. It was rich. It was such a richness. It really was. You know, I, I loved everything about it. But then I'm a fan of the symphony. You know why? Because I love live music. I love live music. And to see those, uh, those talented musicians just play their hearts out is a big deal, you know. Um, it's a big deal. And uh, I was, uh, I was impressed and I, and I'm a fan of the symphony. I really am. And I became a fan when I started taking my kids to the free, free family concerts. This is how I came to the symphony, to the free family concerts. I would bring my children. My children were funny. I was like, well, we know you get tickets to other concerts. (laughs) Because I would take them to, I would take them to the symphony, and I'd take them to the Duke Ellington Jazz Concert Series too, and they would go, and then they, and then they come to like. By the time we left, they were like, you know, we they show up and they'd be like, okay, it's my mother's madness. But then when we left, they were like, okay, I really like that. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it for. I liked it. I didn't hate it. I was like, okay, kids. So that was that was Sunday, and then and then after we just rolled over to Rawa for dinner. We were going to Manhari's, um, but they weren't open, 
So we just went to Rawa and had dinner, which is always nice. It's always nice to go to Rawa for dinner. Uh, you know, that Mediterranean food is really good. So, um, so yeah. And then, and then we just called it a night. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. Happy birthday to uh, Ruby, Ruby uh, Melton's uh, wife, Gail. Happy birthday, Gail. Today's Gail's birthday. <laughs> I wish her happy birthday yesterday because I knew I wasn't going to see her today. Um, so, and uh, so I was like, happy birthday. And, uh, but she seems, she seems well. And uh, she's got some information on, uh, uh, she got some information on volunteering because she's going to be retiring in a little bit. So it's what Gail McAvey. McAvey, Gail McAvey, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Gail McAvey. Happy birthday. I make a big deal out of my birthday. I do. And, and so because I make a big deal out of my birthday, I just... I just believe that everybody else does too. <laughs> they don't, but I just, I just act as if they do. So happy birthday, Gail McAvey. So I'm doing another wedding, uh, December 30th. A soror of mine is getting married and they called me up and asked me if I would marry them. And I said, you absolutely right. I am marrying you. So I believe it's, uh, I believe it's uh, the 30th. I believe that's the day they want to get married. I believe it. So anyway, we're going to, we're going to talk at the end of the week to see if we can get some time. Cause you know, I love my favorite thing is to marry people. It is my favorite thing. It is my absolute favorite thing is to marry people. And I cannot wait to do this wedding. I can't, I just can't wait. So I am marrying people. I'm in that business. <laughs> I got to go find my, my certificate. See when I'm done marrying people, if I get renewed, I hope I get renewed. Cause I love doing it. It's my favorite thing. So, yes. So I am marrying a soror and her beau, uh, come December. So I'm excited about that. I am really excited by that. So, um, yesterday was the, uh, anniversary of my nephew's passing. And uh, it was quite painful. Not as painful as when I first got the news, but, you know, it's hard to impress upon people that I love that child so much, like so very much. When he arrived into the world, I was right there and uh, and he's been my baby. I mean, he just, you know, it's, I don't even, I don't dwell on it because the, the pain is, is, is almost unreal to me, that level of, if I can't even think about it, but I, I thought I would say it out loud today, um, just because I sent my brother, it's his son, my brother, Michael's son. I sent my brother a text yesterday. I could have called my brother. I didn't want to call him. I just, I just didn't want to talk about it, but I wanted to. And I know if this is hella painful for me, it's got to be excruciating for my brother, Mike, Michael Rawls. It's got to be excruciating because I know, I know what he did for that boy and I know how he raised him and I know how he took care of him and I know how he, he put him on the back of his bike and as a baby and, and rode him from place to place. I, 
I know how he took care of him. I know how my nephew, he would see his father's coat hanging at my mama's house and he'd go looking for his father. <laughs> I I know something of I know something about that. And it's a it's a kind of loss. And you know, my brother Robert really steps into my mother's role in terms of keeping us connected to story and events and stuff. He is he is very much my mother in that regard. And uh and I think people think it would be a natural thing for me to do, but I, I'm never good at that um kind of thing. But my brother Robert is very good about remembering um dates and stuff and and reminding us. And and so my brother called me yesterday and he said, you know, it's a tough day. And because it, it had really slipped my mind. I knew it was coming. But I didn't know, I, you know, time or place here or there. I just, I knew it was coming, but I thought I would know when it came, but I didn't. So my brother Robert called and said, hey, you know, and he talked to him. You know, my, my brothers are very, very close to each other. And and we are in turn close to each other. I mean, we are, we are very, very close. Like, I don't talk to my brother Mike every day. I talk to my brother Robert once, twice, three times a week. I don't talk to my brother Mike that much. But that's because my brother Mike doesn't require it. <laughs> But I sent him messages. <laughs> but I didn't want to talk to him yesterday because I knew if, if it was hard for me, it was unbearable for him. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to intrude in that moment of his mourning. So I sent him a text and I said, you know, I miss our boy. I said, I know this day is tough for you, but I miss our boy so much. And and I just left it at that. Uh because I do, I do miss my nephew. Like I, I can't even tell you um, how painful it was to have gotten that news and how struck I was, you know, by, by it. And, you know, as someone this age, I always believe that my nieces and nephews and my children would bury me. I, I believe that. I live for that. That is the natural order of things that they would bury me. I never thought I would have to see any of my nieces and nephews or my children. Uh, I have to lay to rest. And that, that, that alone is uh, a little disconcerting considering that uh, I, I don't, I don't understand it and I get it. You know, I'm a woman of great faith. I, I am. And uh, I get it. And I'm always, uh, in love with the mysteries of the movement of God. Um, but then, you know, when I think about all the people in my family that have gone on, I'm convinced that they have prepared a place for my nephew and he has reconnected to his grandmother and to my cousins and aunts and uncles that he is with them, with the ancestors. You know, and however far back our people go, I'm sure he is getting a taste of uh, his namesake, Jerome, his grandfather on my mother's side and all of that. So, so that, that I think gives me great solace, great comfort, gives me great comfort. So, Duda, you are missed. You are a beautiful baby and I, loved the man that you have become you have come full circle and you have become a wonderful father and a husband and um 
and it was a joy to sort of see you grow, always grow. And you, like my mother, your grandmother, was a good cat, stood in the role of holding family together. You did a good job. Good job. So, uh, so yeah. So, anyway, I miss my nephew very, very much. And uh, I don't think I'll ever be the same. I, I just won't. On the other side, my niece Tiana had a baby, another baby. Uh, and we are uh, welcoming of the newest blessing to our family. And, uh, you know, she's married and got a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> it's amazing to see which children that we raise grow up to have more children. And then I believe my niece Kaya is having a baby. My brother Robert, who is the keeper of the family stories now, um, he sent me a beautiful picture of Kaya, who was another one of my, I mean, I love all my, my nieces because I, you know, we spent so much time with these children. We literally spent so much time with them um, when they were little, little, little people. Um, so, uh, so she is having a baby and uh, he sent me the most beautiful picture of her uh, uh, pregnant. And so, so listen, life goes on. That's what we want. We want life to go on and go on. It does. So, and y'all know how I roll where there is sadness. There is also celebration. We have the capacity to do all kinds of things. We have the capacity to, to field all kinds of experiences. We have that. So, you know, Oh, we do a word on the street. Let's go. Oh, I'm so here for it. Who's doing it? <laughs> Let us go to the word on the street. Is this Paul? Is Paul on the street? Is Paul running up on people? I guess Paul will do it as long as there's no Jewish holiday to interfere. And I mean that in the best kind of way. <laughs> so yeah, let's get word on the street. Come on now. I'm here for it. I miss word on the street. I miss it. Bring it. Woohoo, we bring oh Paul Beasy is doing word on the street. He must be feeling good this morning. He must be feeling good. Must got some coffee. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, not coffee. I don't think Paul's a coffee drinker. I think he's a teetotaler. So he must got some good tea in him. He's ready to hit these streets. Although, you know, Paul, we are a certain age. We're not gonna be out here in the winter. <laughs> so enjoy these 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 pleasant fall days. Get some word on the street. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I miss word on the street. So let's bring it. Let's see what let's see what people are talking about in New Haven. Because God knows. Or wherever Paul is, I don't know. And you know, Paul walks everywhere. So, you know, he could be in the highways and the byways, up and down, Whaley. I, I can't even imagine. But this is part of the excitement for me with word on the street. I never know where people are. And I tell you, when we were doing it, this for the time that we were doing it, I learned so much about my town. <laughs> so I was waiting for him to come back. It'll be word on the street. I know everybody's excited. We need some. We need an applause sound, um, Harry. Hey, word on the street. Word on the street. We need, we need one of these little rappers to create a, a word on the street vibe for us, a mood. Word on the street, move. 
like a movement. Word on the street, mood. You need that. So, so yeah. So I, I guess they'll. I got the text, so we'll see. It's only nine thirty-five. I have guessed at ten fifteen. You know, the Schubert Theater is doing this Elm City's finest, and it is um, to celebrate local music, art, dance, and theater. Uh, so it's all local acts, local art exhibit, and uh, and food, of course, because you're in New Haven. You cannot have an event in New Haven and not have food. And if you don't have food at your event, are you even in New Haven? No. So um, so I'm excited. And I'm going to be the MC for November November 5th. So I'm, I'm going to be the MC for this showcase. I'm excited to do it. And then November 5th, I'm going to slide over to the Omni for the Lynx Gala. Let me tell you something. The Lynx really know how to throw a good party. Them and them girlfriends, they throw a good party. I must say. The, the, the girlfriends, they throw a good party. So, all right. So here we go. Are we back on Word on the Street? Hey, Paul Beasy. Unmute yourself. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Hi, I'm, Babs. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Good. Um, I'm going to turn this around because we got Patrick and Bam Bam this morning <laughs> on the Edgewood Mall with the word on the street. Hello. Hi, Patrick. How you doing? Hi, how you doing? You're on with Babs Rolls Ivy of WNHH's Love Babs, Love Talk. How you doing, Babs? Good morning. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. And, and Patrick's here with Bam Bam. He was just picking up after Bam Bam doing his morning business. What kind of dog is Bam Bam? She's a shepherd. She's, She's such a, a friendly dog. Shepherd part uh, kelp, yeah. And Patrick, what's the word on the street this morning? The word on the street for me is survival. Uh-oh. Surviving, get another day. And, you know, it's a tough life we're living in right now. Sometimes we're living in, so survival is my word. So the first thing you do is you wait, you walk Bam Bam? I walk Bam Bam in the morning. We do our normal routine. We walk up Bam Bam. And um, I just basically just sit on my porch. I don't work anymore, so. I retired from working, so. Oh, that's good, right? Yeah, well, I can't do a lot of stuff, man, due to my situation. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty hurt pretty bad, so. Oh, I'm sorry. I just don't work no more, but uh, I got the dog here. So. But yeah, I see you sometimes when I walk into work, which is your house over there? Right here, that one. The yellow one? Yeah. That's a beautiful house. Thank you. Thank you. And what did you retire from doing? Well, I was uh, working, and um, I just got to retire. got older. What do you mean, what'd you do? What kind of work? Oh, what I do? I work for Yale University. What'd you do? I did custodial work. All right, now they had the union there, right? Yes. So you get a pension? Yes. All right. Yes. And were you there when they formed the union back in the day? No, I wasn't, but my, my wife was. Uh-huh. My wife. My wife was there 38 years. Oh, she's still working there? Still there, yeah. And what does she do? She does death dependent. Uh-huh. She works for the dining service. So a lot of people say they want to work for Yale. Other people say they're mad at Yale, they should do more. What was it like being a worker for Yale? Yale was terrible. Um, Yale was terrible. Um, we did a lot of hard labor at Yale, man. It, it, it seemed like, you know, it seemed like with Yale University, the more the more time you put in, like the less they want to shoot you out. They they really didn't have like a, how can I say it? Uh, they had good benefits. As far as the work morale and, how can I say it? Um, it's not a good place to work. And where were you at the What part of the university? I worked for the med school. My mom worked at that? the med school. Oh, what's your mother's name? Her, well, her name was Margaret Rawls. That sounds that sounds familiar. And uh, oh, my and my familiar. aunt my aunt Geneva Geneva Coleman was. Uh, that sounds familiar too. 
Yeah, was her supervisor. <laughs> yeah, but Raw sounds real familiar. It's Raw, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Yale, at the end of the day, man, it, it's an okay company to work for because I thought it was all that. And when I got hired, I've seen stuff that was going on. And it's like the more years you give Yale, that the yes, they throw you out. So I didn't like that part. But other than that, it was okay to work for them. But so tell me about nice. today now. You, how many days, times a day do you take um, Bam Bam out for a walk? Well, it depends. It depends. I, I really can't put a, a 10 point number on it, but it just depends. A lot of times, my, my little daughter walks, walks him a lot, too. So I don't walk mm-hmm. him as much as she does. And how old is your daughter? She's 17. And she lives with you? Yes. And where does she go to school? She goes to school at a uh, school that they go to. The old Helen Grant School. Uh-huh. So we're off of Brock Street Park. Mm-hmm. Of Brock Street. She's seven or 17? She's 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. So she's graduating this year. Okay. Okay. And, um... And so tell me about you say it's hard to survive in these days. The word on the street is surviving. Tell me a little more about that. Well, so, uh, well as far as just everyday life, man, since the pandemic in 2020, it just seems like life is hard. But I'm not talking about my shoes. Life is hard. Um, just, it's just, life is tough right now. For me, I just think surviving is the best we get. So survival is the word mm-hmm. for me. Survival. Just thing. getting that extra day, telling God, thank you. It's just, everybody's getting sick. All my friends are dying. Your friends are dying? Yeah. From cancer. Uh, a lot of friends that died from cancer, uh, mental health issues. A lot of mental health things, mental health issues going on. And a lot of people can't pinpoint it because how do you know if somebody's going with, you know, dealing with this kind of stuff? And we yeah. don't know. So a lot of my friends died from depression, uh, suicide, stuff oh, like sad. that. So Sorry. That's why I said my word. So, Patrick, you got the day ahead. What are you going to be doing? I see you sometimes sitting there on the porch. I don't really do much, sir. I tell you, my, my health is bad. Yeah. I don't do much now. I walk the dog every now and then. They should stay home. I'm a boring person because I, I got a lot of I am too. I love I being a boring I got to tell you, though, I don't mind being a boring person. Right. But I, I got my health issues from my right. job. It's like they, they don't compensate me. I'm fighting for something that I didn't want to happen. Oh, to. so you have to fight with them to pay you for injuries on the job? Yes and no. But it's just, I don't know. It just seems like. They just throw you to the throw you to throw you to the wolves, man. Mm-hmm. After you do so many years at that place, you know mm-hmm. it's like the more years you put in, you should be like commending them. Like, and you felt you weren't seen as a person. Damn, there it is. Yep. So when I'm asking about today, I'm actually asking a different kind of question. I'm asking, how do you bide your time? Do you watch Netflix? Mm-hmm. Do you talk to people on the street? Do you go shopping? I just I'm I'm talking to the boringest dude in the world. I don't I don't do much, sir. <laughs> I used to I worked two I used to work two jobs. I did two jobs twenty years each, and I got hurt. So it's like, what kind of injury was it? Knee and back. Uh-huh. So you're paying a lot? All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. So I, I just uh, I just try to keep I get this dog here because I was gaining so much weight, man, because I was sitting around not doing nothing. But, yeah. So Bam Bam something you take off a little weight? Yeah. yeah how far do you take Bam Bam walking? Not far, sir. Maybe a, maybe a half a block or a block. This nice here. They call this the mall. You know that? Yeah, Have you heard that? What, what do you hear people calling it? Just that big the land. Island, the island. The island. The island. Yeah. I like the island. Sometimes yeah. I've seen apples on that tree there. I've oh, eaten yeah. the apples there. And yeah. some of these bushes have, uh, believe it or not, have cherries on them. So uh-huh. For a lot of birds, there's a lot of birds night. They like to keep the uh, cherries up there. So you know what I like about being born? I like sitting on my porch and just seeing what's happening on the street right. as people going by or even right. what, what's happening in the trees. The, the only thing I hate about this neighborhood, I've been here for 25 years, mm-hmm. 26 years. Nobody's friendly. Really? Yeah. Because you were friendly. As soon as I walked by this morning, oh, you yeah, were friendly. That's the best way to be. Friendly and happy, man. That's the best way to be, man. You know, enough things going on in this world, man. You got to be happy, man. There's a lot of, you know, chaos out here. People driving. You get the, uh, what do you call that stuff? When people driving. They get, get mad at you. You got a lot of that. Road rage. Road rage. Matter of fact, I've seen road, road rage, rage right at that intersection. 
I see it all the time. I can be sitting on the porch. I can hear people get out the car. Hey, man, don't be making me wait. You wait. You know, stuff like that. Now, why are they such a rush? I have no idea. That's just the world we live in. Nobody has patience. This world consists of patience and just being nice. A lot of people can't do neither one of those. So now in front of your house, they have the new bike lane. They haven't yeah. put the rubber duckies up yet. You know, where they're going to have the poles to yeah, separate it. Yeah. What have you noticed with the bike lane? Are people using it? The people are using it, but the drivers are still considering this as a two-lane street. Yeah. So it's not an accident happening over here. People are not obeying the lane. You got uh, people just still doing the two-way traffic when it's supposed to be one way. Like so I think any way. day now they're going to have those poles like across well, the, the street. Right yeah. yeah. Well, you think them. that'll change? Or you think they'll hit the poles? I think it'll cause more accidents than anything else. I'm being honest. Because I saw like six accidents. They just did this over. Nobody has a better view than you because you're like this. Damn. Damn. So nobody like, um, when they change it to one lane, believe me, sir, it's a lot of accidents, especially on this intersection right here. I told the cops about it one day. They told me to call the engineer. Good job is here. I'm not calling the engineer. They have, sir, if you look up the uh, traffic, the traffic, it's an accident out here every week. Every week. Last accident happened over here. A little baby got hurt. Mm. And a lady got hurt. A mother, a mother and a baby got hurt. So what would you do if you were in charge? Would I would push take... I put street hump. Street hump. Yep. To, to, to slow them down. And yeah, so to slow them down. Because so this little sign right here started it directed um demolish. Yep. That doesn't do anything but make you go fast. Oh, it's funny, I go slow when I go that. Well, you do, but you never can. <laughs> but on my bike, I'm slow to begin with. <laughs> when you're over 50, you, you respect stuff like over six. But when you're over 50. And when you're younger than 50, that right there makes the kids go, let me go faster. That's just how it is. I see it all the time, sir. All the time. This thing here is not good. Uh -huh. The one lane, there's too much, it's too much uh, traffic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people still treat it as a two-lane street. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have a favorite, like, uh, sports team or music? Oh, yeah. you follow I, I hate to say this, but don't you laugh at me. Bab, you're listening, I like right? The Washington Commanders. Oh, my God. The Washington God. Commanders. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. What do you like? Why do you like them? I like them ever since in the 70s. They were a really good team back in the What 70s. were they called then? The Redskins. Redskins, okay. Washington Redskins. So uh, <laughs> they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad, but hey, that's my team. And I like the Yankees, too. I, was, I tried yesterday. The Yankees lost. Still got no more fingernails. My fingernails are gone. <laughs> uh, but my nails watched the game last night. <laughs> so they lost. So. But Aaron Judge still came through for you the other day. Yeah, he yeah, did. He did. They made a couple of bad errors, man. They made some errors last night. So how does it feel when the Yankees didn't make it through? It felt, it felt really bad, man, because they had a great year. Judge had a great year. You know, I want them See, to... my wife felt that way about the Mets, and they collapsed they at the end. They had a great year, too, man. But they collapsed at the end. Yes, they did. Collapsed at the end. So now you got the commanders. Yeah. They're coming up. How are uh, you feeling about that? Nah. Nah. They're okay. They're but okay. you'll stick with them. You're loyal. Oh, of course. I'm loyal. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a uh, front runner. No. No. Stick with the team you go with. Yeah. I grew up with those guys, man. So. But right now, yeah, uh, the Yankees are out, so got to push for the next community. year. Who do you like? I'm loyal to my wife, so we like the Mets. I grew up watching the Jets. How about football? Oh, I, I grew up watching the you Jets. You start going with the Jets, man. The Jets are good, right? Yeah, they're, they're gonna be five, five and two. So you really yeah, I go with the oh, Dallas yeah. Cowboys. That's why you say that. Oh my God, she's a Dallas fan. I, I've been a Dallas Cowboys. I'm like you. Oh, That's been my team for for 40 years. You want to hear something funny? I was going down the street the other day. Somebody had a party with Dallas, with Dallas Cowboys. They do a nice. They got a nice fan base. Yeah, they, they have, have a real good fan base. Their yeah, fan base is awesome. They have a nice fan base. And how about music or TV shows? Any favorites? TV shows? I like a lot of the, the, the older shows. Mm -hmm. Like? Uh, the stuff we grew up with. I like the Tim Allen show. You know Tim yeah. Allen? I like yeah. his shows. Um, I don't like a lot of the older shows. I don't like too much of the new shows. Mm -hmm. All the crime shows. Uh, nah. You got to have this enough. Yeah. Yeah, nah. So, well, I just, I'm just basically an ordinary, boring guy 
That's it. With a good heart. With a good heart. With a good heart. And loyal to your team. Friendly and loyal to your Bab, did you have any questions before I say goodbye? No. I, it was so, so nice to meet you. You too, though. First of all, Bab, where are you located? Where is she located? I live in New Haven. New oh, New Orleans. Okay. 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 All right. She well, we're familiar, but I don't think yeah, I know. everyone knows Bab. Yeah, she's a person around the You probably know me. You look familiar. <laughs> All right. Well, Babs, thanks for having us on. And it looks like Bam Bam has a friend here at the park. Yeah. Is that someone Bam Bam knows every day? Yeah. You want to like, interview this guy, too? This guy is cool right here, man. Who is he? This guy, this is Coach Lance. Babs, do you have time for Coach Lance? Yeah, Coach Lance. come on. Let's rock out. with him. Yeah, no, we got time. All right. So, Coach Lance, you see him every morning here, Patrick? Yeah, he's my neighbor. Hey, Coach Lance, my name is Paul. Oh, you know who I am? I'm with, with Love Babs, Love Talk Radio on WNHHFM. You want to come on here and tell yeah. those Babs, walking your dog, what you're up to date with the word on the street is? Well, the word on the street is ah, that it's a beautiful day. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful day. Mm-hmm. I like so your hat. Right. right. Every day is a beautiful day. That's the word on the Do you start the day walking your dog? I start the day walking my dog. And what's your dog's name? My dog name is Monkey. Monkey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you name your dog Monkey? Because have you ever seen the cartoon of uh, Curious George? I did. I just read it to my grandson oh, the yeah, other day. Right. They've updated him to take out the racist yeah. stuff. Yeah. There you go. I forgot about that. That's right. Okay. So he's named after Curious George. Well, no. No, no. No. Curious George walked around with a monkey. Oh, right. As a dog. As a dog, yeah. Oh. Yes, he did. Okay. He did. And he had a Curious George dog. And he walked around with the dog. So I named him Monkey. And what kind of dog is Monkey? Monkey is a silky terrier. And so what are you up to today, Coach Lance? I'm, I'm, I'm retired. I'm not nothing. nothing. <laughs> just doing the morning dog walk. <laughs> my morning dog walk. I'm a disabled vet. Huh? Where did you serve? Where? Yeah. Where did I serve? I served in... What, what, no, military service. No, uh, Army. Uh-huh. And where were you stationed? Vietnam. 16 wow. months. I'm a DAV. What's a DAV? I just made those Okay. And where were you a coach? Here. For what sport? Baseball. And who did you coach? The team. I, I coached all the schools. Mm-hmm. In other words, when the school when school is out, all the coaches send their kids to me for the summer, mm-hmm. and I coach them up and get them ready for baseball. That's how you became Coach Vance. No, I became Coach Lance because that's yeah. all I've been doing. Oh, no, for years. I've been, I I, I'm in my 54th. I just retired. I've been, yeah. I've been for 54 years. And what was the league called? The league? Well, it's different Dom league. But, the, uh, but my kids are called you know the rookies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My kids are called the rookies. Uh-huh. And was that your full-time job? Did you have another job over the years? Oh, yeah, I was a cop. You were a cop? Yeah, I was a for cop. For New Haven? No, I'm from South Carolina. I'm, I'm originally from South Carolina. I was the fifth black black trooper that was in the state. Fifth black trooper in South Carolina. Yeah. And when did you move up here? I moved. Good God, I've been a good man, oh, almost forty years. So you were a trooper in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And what brought you up here? So many people come from South Carolina. Well, what brought me up here because I, I have a irregular heartbeat. Uh huh. And I had to get off the force. Mm-hmm. Forty years ago. Yeah. And you've been oh, over forty. And you've been disabled. Have you had other jobs like coaching the last forty years? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's just uh, I've been uh, 
I've been been coaching. I've, I've coached all my life, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm 73, mm-hmm. and I've been coaching for 54 years. So that tells you how long I've been coaching. What have you learned as a coach? What's your important lesson you give the next person who can be a coach or a ball player? Well, you have to be you have to be understanding for one thing, and and everybody is not the same, mm-hmm. and you have to treat people. As you want to be treated, you have to demand certain things. And the more people, more kids, kids can tell one thing. Young people can tell one thing. I put it this way. If you phony or if you for real, mm-hmm. they can tell it. They'll pick up on it just like that. And in my 52nd year, uh, I got an award for coaching, and there were some kids who came out. So we were looking for about five two people, but a whole bunch of people showed up, a whole bunch. And one of the kids said he wasn't our coach, he was our father. Never forgot that. And I know we'll forget that. Lance last night talking about baseball was upset to see the Yankees knocked out. Yeah. You know, were you watching? Yeah, no, he admits he's uh, he's up Boston Red Sox. Um, I was. So he was asking. I always told him they <laughs> weren't gonna make. <laughs> were you watching the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Yeah, he liked to see them. He's so he's he's, <laughs> he's a Red Sox man, so you know he was uh, laughing at my team. That's okay. We'll get him next year. They, I, I I told him Houston. I kept telling everybody, you got to get past Houston, and nobody wanted to believe me. Nobody I mean, gets I mean, past Houston. Uh-huh. I'm sure he's going to get him. Nah. Uh, yeah, there's going to be tight between them. I'm sure he's Well, he's the coach, right? So he has some insight, right? So what do you know is the coach is going to happen the next round? It's going to be a tight game between them and, and between Houston and Philly. I feel it, it this going to go not seven. I think it's going to go six. Mm-hmm. Because Houston, uh, Houston got the pitches. Houston got good pitchers. Mm-hmm. They pitching is outstanding. Uh, <clears throat> Philly's got the hitting, right? Philly got hitting. Uh, got some hitting. And uh, it's gonna go seven games. That's 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 it's gonna go seven. The coach Coach Lance said it's gonna go seven. Seven or six games. And you're gonna watch all seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Babs, I love baseball. Babs, do you have any? Final questions for Coach Lance. No, for I, I thank you for your time. It's so nice to see you all out this morning. Yeah, the rain let up. So thanks for joining us, Patrick and Coach Lance, on Back to Babs at WNHH's Love Babs, Love Talk. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate love, uh, word on the street. It's good. I can't, right, see, I can't wait to see what you do tomorrow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Have a good day. Boy, Harry, that was great. I like having word on the street uh, come back. That was nice. I tell you, uh, having a dog could get you out on the street. If you if you are sedimentary, a dog will get you up and out because you got to walk a dog. They need to be walked, and uh, you and they got to be walked a couple of times a day. So I love that these and I'm and I love that now. Now I'm gonna call that that plot of land the island <laughs> right there on uh. At, uh, out there at uh, Edgewood by the park. Big plot of land. So, thank you.
Paul. That was kind of cool. I hope we keep keep it up. It's amazing who you'll see on your way on your way to work <laughs> as you're walking. This town is so full of interesting people. So in you, a minute, you know, Paul. Paul is um the new word on the street reporter. Is he? <laughs> he's he, gonna take he, it on. He's gonna do it when he can. So okay. I know you put pressure on him. He said, you can't wait till you see him tomorrow. He's like, oh, my God, I got to do this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Whenever you, whenever you feel like it, you do it whenever you feel like it. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm not the boss of Paul. <laughs> I am not the boss of him, Harry. So he can do it whenever he feels like it. That's all I'm saying. It's just nice having word on the street. And to see those uh those those brothers out there this morning walking their dogs. So I am here. You just can't see me because my camera won't activate. So I'm okay. in the studio. Are you in New Haven? Yeah, I'm in New Haven because we were starting the new morning show. Oh, did it start? Yeah, it started this morning. Oh, how'd it go? Uh a lot of uh <laughs> hiccups okay. in the start. But uh, we, I think it'll be good for tomorrow. It'll... Okay. Do they actually come in studio to do their show? They they come in the studio. So it's me training them to um, actually do it on their own, you know? So, oh, okay. Well, solo, because I can't be here every morning at 6. No way. What time do they start? They start at 7. Ooh, to what, 9? Se- yep, 7 to 9. Okay. We'll so. It's a huge commitment every single day. Every single day, and I'll be here for you know today and tomorrow. But then after that, you know, it'll be them on their own trying to figure it out. So, all right, all right, we go pray <laughs> and, for and you. Know, and you know, Baz, being in the studio, how many things could go wrong? <laughs> oh, God bless them. Okay, all right. And they're going to have guests or are they just going to do a, a basic morning show kind of format? It's a, they, they will occasionally have guests, but um, it's just basically a regular morning show pro, um, setting. So okay, just them too. All right. I have to tune in and listen. I, I, yeah. I forgot, but I will tune in tomorrow and listen to what they, what they got going on y'all. Is it Candelaria in the morning? What is it? Well, it's Good Morning with Jose. He changed the name. Jose oh, Antonio. Okay. Jose Antonio. I don't know why he did that, but Who? so it's Good Morning with Jose Antonio. He's using his first and middle name. So Good Morning with Jose Antonio featuring Marcy Lynn. Okay. All right. So okay. Let's go. <laughs> all right well we we are going to take a break and then we're going to come back because i've got new haven's finest coming up and i'm excited because i have three artists um uh uh jaylen jacques or jackie and uh uh yeah Zandra. and uh they're going to come on and talk about what this showcase will mean for them on uh when they're when they're doing it so i'm excited uh, i think november 4th that's when they are the showcase happens and uh they're gonna come on and uh talk about this so i mean november 5th i'm sorry 
November 5th at the Schubert. They get to be on a big stage. So, you know, I'm looking forward right. to talking to them. So, all right. All right so you're, li- you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. And we'll be right back with uh, who are the guests again? <laughs> um, New Haven's finest New Haven's artist. Finest. There you go. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Once again, you're listening to Love Baz Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. I just want to get you. And I know it's going to be. Oh, no. 
Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM WNHH. Instead of so glad when he hurt you, I 
tag along. And this is where it gets funky in the song. Cause you came through the door with the faded jeans looking like a model. In the magazine, she's fine. She's bad. A girl like this I never had. And you and I had nothing but time. Skinny jeans on Somebody screams, it's got to be jaking on the scene. You know that I'm a party fiend, so of course I stay dressed. Don't take a bond of Versace, yes. No, I have to impress. Can't come with nothing less than on the Macusto. Catch one the battle, but they don't know just which way I flow. You might be right, but don't you know that my game is tight? Got you right in my sight. Let's believe all the hype. We're gonna rock tonight. You got too much. It's up to the dance floor. Got all these shorties and they're all screaming more. Got so much that they wanna show you. Want you to think that they know you. You got too much. It's up to the dance floor. You got all these fellas. They're all looking for just the right girl that they wanna float to. I want you to think that they know you. 
because I've got New Haven's finest in studio. Uh, also, hey, Anthony McDonald. Hey, Azario Samuels. The Schubert people are in the house with them. How are y'all doing? Recovering. A long weekend. <laughs> well, you had Ailey, My Fair Lady. Ailey, what, what, what are y'all not doing over at the Schubert? That's a great question. We're we, we trying to cover it all. Well, I, I'm excited about this showcase. So somebody, so Azaria, Anthony, tell me, how did y'all come up with this showcase? And, and what, what is it designed to do? And then we're going to talk to these beautiful artists. Uh, well, I think I'll, I'll take it away first. Um, over this past about 19 months and since I've been in this community now, you know, I've talked to a lot of different artists. And a lot of artists has kind of told me how the, the Schubert felt like it was at times like this kind of like faraway place that wasn't for them for some reason. You know, they kind of always felt like they had to, uh, if they wanted to perform on the stage, they had to buy their way onto the stage and like, you know, rent our facility. And that wasn't always a, a feasible, affordable thing to do because we're not a small space and we have union staff that provide top quality professionalism backstage, but that comes with a price that sometimes can be a little bit out of some people's reach. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of kept hearing this from different artists from different parts of the community. And I was just like, you know what, this can't be okay. What can we do? And so, you know, talking with the team, we just finally kind of realized that at the end of the day, while we, we are not producers of sort, we can produce an event in our own space where we bring together the community as far as really bringing some of the finest artists 
in our community because the whole point is we live in a city that actually has a lot of talented people amongst us where we don't need to go to New York to find them. We don't need to go to LA or some other part of this country to bring people in every single time. We have some amazingly talented artists right amongst us in New Haven. And so the idea was, what can we then do with that? Let's try to have a celebration of that talent. And not, not just on the stage, but also visual artists, restaurateurs, uh, brewery companies that are all right here in our city. And so, you know, I kind of started talking about this with the team. We started percolating on this idea some more. And Azaria then kind of took it away on then actually really going out there in the community for me and trying to find these different artists, which once again, while we say this is Elm City's finest, this isn't the totality of that. This is merely just the beginning. This is merely just the start of us bringing together some of the best artists in our community. And this will can then continue. So those artists that are out there saying, well, what about me? You know, you didn't, you didn't find me yet. It's like, that's the key word yet. So continue to reach out to us, continue to let us know that you're out there so that while we continue to build this program, we can get more artists into our building that once again, we can support and showcase them to our community. Oh, you know what's going to happen, right? The, November 6th, <laughs> your, your phone is going to be off the hook and everybody's going to be like, me, 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 me. So, and that's all right, you know, because we're not done. I'm, I'm excited. This is this is like a big deal. So I know yeah uh uh yeah is it Yex? Yex has to jump off in a few minutes. So I really want to make sure I get her in here to talk about what is your artistry, Yex, and what what will we expect to see from you on the fifth? Peace, Babs. How are you doing today? It is lovely to see you, my dear. It's good to see you too. Um, so I just um, like to introduce myself in, in the regards of what I'll be doing at the Schubert um, as a poet. So, um, you know, I consider myself to be a storyteller overall, and I'll be performing twice at the Schubert um, that, that night of the November 5th, once as a solo artist, and I'll be sharing my um, poetry set with everyone, which is social justice focused. Um, it really is an expression of what it is to live and exist as um, a Black person in this nation. And I will also be um, participating in the show with a group that is known as Movimiento Cultural Afrocontinental. What they do is they teach the African presence that exists in Puerto Rico through drumming, song, and dance. Um, so the founder, Kevin Diaz, seeks to be able to engage the community um, through this art um, and the revival of this art that has, like, you know, been um, on a surge upwards uh, more recently, again, to kind of express how we connect to our past, our history, our ancestors through the art of storytelling. So I really look forward to being able to come and display all these different forms of art, dancing, singing, poetry um, on November 5th. I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I've heard you. So I know how I, I, I remember know seeing you how the, uh, good you are. So, yeah, so I, I, I remember seeing you, girl. I still, every time I think about it, I can still feel it in my spirit. So I can't wait to see what you do on this stage on the fifth. So Jalen, did I just see a did I just see a video of you singing somewhere? Did I just see you on a stage singing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> so I what, know. what was that like? And tell me what your your favorite kind of genre is. Oh, um, well, to answer your first question, is 
I love being on stage. Um, I love performing. That's like music is my home. Man. Yeah, I saw that because you yeah. had this crowd <laughs> rocking. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. No, I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's, it's the best feeling ever. And um, um, my genre, I don't, I just love music. I don't really think there's like a genre to to categorize what I do. I love music. I sing country, rock, pop, R&B, gospel, you name it. I, I just really love doing what I do. You know, let and other people see what I do and just, you know, flourishing like that. So what we, what can we expect from you on the fifth? Like what what do you what are, what what can you give us a, a, a little sneak peek of what music you might sing? Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna get some R and B in there, it's gonna be some pop, you know, it might be like some trap soul vibes in there. Trap soul vibe. Okay. Yeah, you know, all types of things. <laughs> I'm gonna have like, a live band with me. So we're gonna try to really like uh create a, an atmosphere that will leave people you know happy and just feeling like they just heard some great music that's that's my job so i love it i love it so miss brown what talents are you bringing to the stage hello hello um i am an actress uh born and raised actress <laughs> um and for the um, for this specific event, I am going to do a monologue written by the wonderful Joy Harris from the perspective of a mother who has had a child and it was never her goal to bring children into this world. So this is her process of what it was like to raise a young Black man and raise him to be strong and actually come to the realization of the man that he actually did become based on her ethics of raising him without okay. knowing what better was so it's a new this is a new piece um i've never seen a character like this hit the stage and i think it's really important for us to see um women specifically black women in different forms so i'm really excited for y'all to see and meet her her name is lucy guns i i like the name mm-hmm. all right so miss uh is it layla and what is your your artistry um, so I'm also an actress. I will be, um, I'm so excited to be a part of this. And um, on November 5th, I will also be doing a monologue. Um, so last year in the spring, um, I was working with Long Wharf Theater. I auditioned for this monologue competition called the Next Narrative Monologue Competition. And um, I had the pleasure of working with Jackie. She was one of my mentors, uh, mm-hmm. and she helped me prepare for the regional competition at Long Wharf Theater. In, um, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it was in uh, late March, and uh, along with um, one of my friends, Julia, who's also a part of Elm City's Finest, she, she and I qualified for nationals, and we had the honor of performing at the Apollo um, and performing our monologues. So... Um, I will be performing the same monologue that I did there. And I'm very happy to be a part of this. So thank you. Oh, this is so exciting. So Azara, when you pull all these wonderfully talented young people together and you curate a set or a show, like, how do you, how do you do this? Like, cause this is very, this is a, a wide field of talent. Oh, yeah. Singing and music and, and monologue and acting. And how do you curate this? You know, Anthony pretty much said, run, run with it. And so <laughs> what's here? What, what what do we have? We have so much culture. We have so many talent. We have so many 
artists that are just hungry for stage opportunity. And we finally have that opportunity. It just doesn't have to be Broadway. It does not have to just be our rentals. We want to give that opportunity too. So it's exciting to see the different neighborhoods and the people that make up this city actually perform on this stage. And so that come, when you think about that, that brings in so many different talents. So we also have uh, Robot Monster, which they're a rock band. And yes, so it's going to yes. be exciting as well. So we bring in so many different levels. There's also Tay Fetty. His sound is amazing. He graduated from co-op and he made this song called Graduation. And it's awesome. And I mean, these these people are just so talented. And this is in our backyard. So I, I always say it, it's these hidden gems. And you think about gems, they come in different sizes, they come in different shapes, all type of stuff. So I'm excited for us to be able to do this and give them opportunity because they're talented. I cannot wait. So it's, it's not lost on you that they get to be on this very historic, famous stage and add this to their, their body of work so that when they're out there saying, I am a professional uh, entertainer or whatever it is, that they can list this as part of their work experience or their performance experience. And that carries some weight and some merit. I believe so. And I, and I hope so. I believe, I hope, and I hope that they feel the same way, but in turn, it's also important for us to have them on our stage as well, because oftentimes we get to call back to saying, well, you know, Julie Andrews performed on this stage before, or Sidney Poitier performed on this stage before, Ella Fitzgerald, all these major figures in our history, well, now they're a part of that. So as they continue to progress in their work and their artistry, one day we'll be saying, you know, would Jalen performed on this stage before, or Leela performed on this stage before. You know, that's the idea. It's really a give and take. It's not just about them having an opportunity to perform on the Schubert stage and elevating themselves. It's really also about us being able to be a part of that community and to be able to say that we have these amazing artists perform on our stage. And we were also so lucky to have them do that for that moment. And hopefully, you know, when they all become bigger and bigger and they're working with the likes of, you know, the Denzels of the world or the Neos of the world, we can hopefully call them back and say, now that you've gotten that much bigger now, come on back and don't charge me too much. And say, <laughs> you have another concert, let's get you to perform another show, you know, because that's really the idea is that we are just blessed and they deserve a platform like the Schubert in their own community to be also have that opportunity to perform on this stage. And we're just happy that we can finally open up open up those doors um, to make that happen, make that be a reality versus just some kind of dream kind of thing. It's, it shouldn't be a dream forever. So Layla, Jackie, Jellin, uh, have you rehearsed on the set, which I, I know you have, how does it feel to be up there in rehearsal and, and to sort of look out and imagine like what this night will be like? Any one of y'all jump in. I won't, ju- I won't say it. They, they haven't been on the stage just yet. Oh, they haven't? Oh, oh. no, 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 no. It's yes, yes. But I will say, well, actually, I won't say. I'll let you all talk. Well, I will say this. It is quite, I remember the first time I stepped on the Schubert stage, and I, I have no talent. So to step on that stage and to Lies. sort of Lies. from the place, from that vantage point, it is breathtaking. I 
found it to be like I almost fainted because I was like oh my god this is this is huge so I don't know well well I'll just tell you a quick a quick story so I graduated from co-op um that was almost yeah yeah, about nine years ago and we used the Schubert for our graduations so I was on a stage a while back um but also the weird part about that story was after I got my diploma and I was walking down the steps I tripped and I I fell at my graduation off that super stage so I'm excited to redeem myself (laughs) (laughs) and get back up there and actually do what I love to do you look forward to you redeeming yourself yes Uh, keep that thought out your mind so you don't you you don't want to think about that and have that happen again we don't want that no no, or just make sure it's a part of your monologue that uh, yep. you just had to you know. just fall over somewhere real quick. <laughs> that child. Just got to go with it. Go with it. Don't break character. You know? <laughs> so so talk to me, uh, well, since y'all have not rehearsed on the stage yet, talk to me about the kind of time that you put in and the work that you do already for your talent. And and how what does that look like in your lives? Um, well, I'll just, I'll just speak a little bit about my process. And it's something that Jackie actually helped me back in the spring. Um, I, well, for my monologue in particular, I sort of have to, I have to really get into character because my monologue, it's about a mother who um, works at a gun factory and her son is on a hunger strike against gun violence and school shootings. And I mean, obviously, I'm a teenager, I'm not a mother, so it's a little bit hard to get into character sometimes. But what I what I have to do is I really have to ground myself and do these exercises and and kind of try to put myself in her shoes. And um, I, I think that's kind of what helped me get into character in terms of processes. So, yeah. Jalen? Um... I I pretty much like rehearse twenty four seven just with the with the mindset that there is an opportunity gonna come through, and uh, I'm pretty blessed to have opportunities come. And uh, so every week I have vocal lessons, I have band rehearsals, I have like artist development. Are you a student? I hope you're not a student anymore. Are you graduated? Yeah, I graduated. I'm like four times. How's he doing all this? (laughs) Yeah, no, it gets it gets uh, a little hectic, but like I wouldn't want to do anything else. So like I've been I've been preparing for this, so I'm very excited to do this show. And uh, I've been right now. I'm not singing much, so that I can make sure that I'm doing my best then. But I'm definitely rehearsing, definitely practicing, and just getting in the groove. Jackie? Um, For me, my process has been a lot of character development as well. Um, This woman, Lucy Guns, is very different from who I am. She's very different from who I envision myself to be once I do become a mother. So this character has stretched me in a lot of different ways. And and for me as an artist, I spent a lot of time by the water. Um, It's getting kind of cold now, but I bundle up and I still go (laughs) spend some time by the water. Um, It's just something about seeing the freeness of how water flows that reminds me to just flow in my process to not get so caught up in the technicalities of it. Because again, like I love what I do. I wouldn't want to do anything else. So me, I don't want to restrict myself in any way. I want to breathe life into this character. I want this character be, to be seen. I don't want 
myself on that stage. You know, it is me, but I am just a vessel. I am a storyteller. So that's a part it. of my work is to just get me out of the way. So, so Lucy can, can speak. I love it. So Zaria, tell me, um, this is November 5th. Are, are there tickets for sale? Like how do people, how do people come to this? Yes. So this is November 5th and that's a Saturday. So for all of you that was wondering, it is a Saturday. It's going to be good Saturday, we call it. And so tickets are $25. You can go online. You can go through Instagram. You can find us through Facebook. You can go on our website, Schubert.com. So it's we're there. If you click on Elm City's Finest, it's super easy. It'll walk you right to it. Um, and so you can get tickets there. Also, I, I didn't um, speak about this earlier, but we will have visual artists a part of this uh, experience as well. And so our visual artists are the different, they're from different neighborhoods out of New Haven. So it's amazing to see this. We'll have this art exhibition. Um, Creative Arts Workshop was able to really round up some artists and pull us apart with that. So that's going to be good. We have amazing uh, restaurants. We'll have some vendors in the house. So we'll have some New Haven's um, uh, vendors. We'll have lots of giveaways. We'll have some goodies. So you all just have to come and see these amazing artists, see see this amazing art exhibition and taste a little bit of New Haven as well. So Izzy, this is really... um a kind of a new concept for the super to to go this deep in the community like that's just what it is it's it's deep <laughs> into community and and showcasing our talented young people or talented folks um on that on that very historic and iconic stage so talk a little bit about um the 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 thinking about you know this is this is real community building kind of stuff well that's the whole point we're part of this community you know, the Shewitt has been now in this community for 107 years, and it's only survived because the community has supported it. And even one of the first things that I did when I came last March was that I put on that uh, COVID-19 vaccination clinic at the Schubert, because it really is about, at times, what can we give back to the, com- the uh, community? Yes, we can sell tickets, and yes, we can ask for their money every single time. But at certain points, we always have to also think about what can we do to give back. And it's not just solely a transactional experience where you simply just give us your money and we're happy and you're hopefully happy. We have to do things differently at times as well to make sure that folks really understand that this is not just a one-way street. That the Schubert, in order to be another 10, 20, 30, 40 years, we got to also find ways to continue to bring artists, bring the community and the building you know, and one of those things that we do in a small way, in a way, is even the Free Family Fun Day, which is coming up on the 29th, where it's once again, it's free. It's about the families. It's about kids coming into the building, wearing their costumes, getting candy, <laughs> getting a whole big tour of the Schubert. And it's not just for families or kids. You can come to adults. Uh, but the idea is we do these kinds of events to really just bring folks into the building to allow them to experience us in different kinds of ways, because we can't survive without the community around us. You know, and that community is white people, black people, Latino people, Native American, everybody in between. That's the community of New Haven. And that's why we're so blessed to have this diversity in our community. And I do hope that folks come to this event and realize and see that diversity in all the different facets of this day. Um, 
it's it's really something that's like I said, I'm, I'm really thankful that even the city of New Haven as well helped us put this together with some funding, um, with some ARPA money to then the city of New Haven had funding that they were able to then find and, and provide to us. You know, this really is a celebration at the end of the day of the best folks New Haven has to offer some of the best folks and we'll continue to, like I said, build upon that in uh, months and years to come. So, so artists, um, does this help build your fan base? Have y'all started building a fan base? Because I know all y'all are on social media at some point, somewhere. I know y'all got reels and TikToks and all of that. Does this help build your, your fan base? And, and, and how, how does that, what does that look like? Uh, I think so. I think, uh, I think any chance that you get to share your your art with people, um, whether it's two people or two thousand people, it's a it's a chance to expand, a chance to grow and to touch. I think that's the most important thing is going in with the mindset to touch people and like to 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 leave an impact more than like gain a supporter because that kind of comes with it. You know what I mean? Like the more you touch people, the the support naturally comes. So. Uh, this is definitely an opportunity to, you know, grow and gain and, and, and to touch people in a positive way. And, you know, so for sure. Yeah, I think so. Jackie, Layla. Um, I agree. <laughs> um, personally, uh, I feel like in, in terms of uh, exposure is always good. Like the more people who, who know you, who see you will you will become a part of your story and I think just as an artist like that is that's part of the journey that I love the most is the places that my artistry the doors that it is opening the places like I remember being so scared to even take on theater performance as a major in college because you know the stigma of you're not gonna work you're not gonna make a living doing this and I'm actually doing it you know and I think that's also a part of what is uh, revolutionary about this this event itself is that we are getting to show people that when you go for your dreams, things like this actually do happen for you. So, Jackie, be, be, um, before I jump over to Layla, so <laughs> do you feel encouraged that you see so many actresses, actors of color in major films, on Broadway, in coffee houses? Like, you're seeing way more uh, yes. women of color uh, doing this very work does that does that encourage you does that give you much more hope about this work yes yes it does it does encourage me and it allows me to see myself doing that um I actually you know after like I haven't been able to see Women King yet but I'm hearing such great things oh, it's about amazing. it I know it is I'm so excited but um just seeing like the trailer and just seeing that that's a show that's a movie that has been made. I have wanted to play a role like that, right? But I've never seen us in a role like that. So to be able to know that that is an option now is something that like gives me gives me chills. And I want to then for myself begin to lay the foundation for those to come after me of like, what is it? What are the things that I can do that will be that inspiration for someone else, you know? So yes, it is it's definitely been great to see Regina King. I love her. She has a large resume. She's one of the people that I, I have been following for a long time. Yes. So Layla, you so this is a uh I mean you're you're just kind of starting out in this in this theatrical game. 
Um, and so do you, do you feel like this is a good opportunity for you to start building a, a, a tried and true fan base? Um, Besides your mama and then, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, going off of both Jalen and Jackie, I think, uh, being able to connect with an audience and, and move them in that way. I think that is, that's the most like important part for me as an actor, like that moment when you're on stage and you're, you're just truly just present in the moment. I think that's what I look forward to the most. And I think, um, supporters come along with that along the way, like once you connect with them in that way, but I'm, I am really very grateful to have like my friends and family who support me and who support my art. So yeah, I'm very grateful. I love it. So have y'all started talking about this to your friends and family and your networks and your communities? Have you, and, and what do they say? I definitely have. They're excited. I got some <laughs> people coming through my family. Uh, I don't always get to perform in Connecticut. So every time I get the chance to, I like, I want my family to come. I just like, I really want them to see me do what I do live. So my family's going to be in the building. I'm excited for that. Jackie? I dropped it in the group chat as soon as the flyer came out. And, <laughs> you know, people are buying their tickets. Uh, yeah, definitely family. Like, scored to be in New Haven. Family are coming out. My grandparents are coming. I have my fingers crossed that my grandfather comes <laughs> because he never goes anywhere. But I feel like because it's close... He has no more excuses. <laughs> so yeah, family and friends are definitely coming out to this event. And as soon as the flyer came, I'm like texting it to people. I'm like, hey, 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 this is good. This is going to be great. Like, if you got the time, come out. Yes. Mm-hmm. You too, Layla? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really excited that some of my family will also be able to come. Like some of them who weren't able to come to the... Um, uh, national competition back in May so I'm I'm excited to see them there and also um, a lot of my friends from school who haven't seen me perform before I think they're gonna come and I mean although that makes me kind of nervous I am excited that they get to see everybody and it's gonna be really fun so as the, you know as the as the leader of the Schubert Theater <laughs> this has got to be kind of one of the cool things of your job to sort of create this environment for some local artists to take on the stage. It is, honestly. You know, I I went to school, especially when I was pursuing my master's, in many ways to produce. You know, I saw a dearth of artists of color um, not getting an opportunity to perform on Broadway at that time in my life and or uh, working backstage, working behind the scenes in the admin side of things. And so I wanted to make a change. I wanted to be the the catalyst for change so that I could see more people of color. You know, literally today I'm I'm pretty dressed down for most days of my life, but I'm also right now sporting my my Howard. Oh, shirt we know. Just home. just coming off homecoming. <laughs> the know, Mecca. The Mecca of black education and just excellence. Oh, and excuse I me. Was, you cannot do that with me on the phone. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes I can now. Florida A&M also had their uh, homecoming this weekend. So. Oh, the Rattlers. I know the Rattlers. And that's cute. Um, <laughs> but Look, this is HBCU what I'm talking about. HBCU love this morning. You know, I love it. All love. But we, you know, I, I grew up around that then while I was at Howard. And so I just wanted to make sure that somehow in my life I could provide those opportunities for other artists of color because I know how talented we are. And sometimes all we need is an opportunity to showcase that. 
And now that I am in charge of this historic institution, I can hopefully now actually continue to provide those opportunities with the choices that I make, with the programming that we bring to the Schubert and to our community. Um, and that's why even this weekend was a, was a great example of that. We can go from a classic musical of My Fair Lady to right into Ailey 2. You know, when, and our audiences were completely, not completely, but they were somewhat different looking. You know, but that's okay because that's our community. We're all here. And so the fact is, it's, it's long overdue for us as the Schubert to put our local talent on our stage. You know, Arts and Ideas does it quite often, especially as they expand it into the community to bring their, their uh, events into the actual physical communities. The Schubert, we can do the same thing, but it's in our own way. And this is just really the beginning of that. I love it. So, Azari, I'm going to give you the last word. What, what do you want to say to the community? What do you want to say to folks who are listening in this morning and who will listen after the fact? Well, I will say you asked for the Schubert to be more in your community. You asked for the Schubert to be, make, make better doors, uh, make doors open, you know, for people in this community and we're not cherry picking. So I will say, have fun, come, let's celebrate, have a good time and let's see our community actually be on stage in this house, like I said, it's visual artists, it's performing artists, and you get to buy from a little bit of our shops, and you also get to taste a little bit. So it's going to be a win-win day. It's a Saturday, so I hope that everyone can, um, you know, make their way on down. So that's my my little bit there. And I thank you, Babs, because let's not forget, you will be our MC for this. So we are blessed and we're excited. <laughs> okay, we know you will bring us to life. So I, I am so looking forward to this because I love performance. I love performance, and you have such such a lovely mix of 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 artists. Like I don't think I've ever seen this many artists in one place on one stage in one night. It's just an amazing um, opportunity for them, and I want to see them rise and. And I so appreciate y'all opening these doors like that because it hadn't been done. So, <laughs> so the fact that thank it's being done is it's amazing. So, so good luck, Jackie, Jelen, Layla, um, and Yaz. Um, um, I look forward to seeing y'all uh, on the 5th. And uh, I appreciate your time this morning. And we're going to spread this far and wide so that people can come and enjoy y'all and your artistry. Thank y'all this morning. This was Good, good, not a good start to my day. <laughs> Thank you, Babs. Thank you so much, Anthony. I will see you in these art streets. Yes, you will. <laughs> go, fam. Go, Howard. <laughs> H.U. H.U. Take good you care, know. y'all. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Harry Jones, we are on our way out. Thank y'all so much for tuning in tomorrow. I got guests every day this week, people. So it's going to be good stuff every day this week. So tomorrow I got the links because uh, the links, the sisters of the links. So they'll be, they'll be my guests tomorrow talking about their upcoming gala, which I will be going to right after I get off the stage from the Schubert with this wonderful New Haven's finest. So I'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all be safe and tune in at seven o'clock for, uh, um, uh, for the for the new morning show that we're doing. So tune in and, and check them out and support them. I'll see y'all. <laughs>